Guys, if you go to snoozesleep.com and use the code DNVR, you're going to get $250 off a mattress and $250 off an adjustable base from Snooze Sleep. Snooze Sleep is the company behind the Snooze Flip, which is one of the most universal mattresses on the planet. You can customize your sleep experience to fit your needs. One side is soft, one side is firm. You can flip it to the side that fits your body best. The cover is also reversible with one side up to five degrees cooler and cozy warm on the other side. Snooze Sleep, they're a Colorado company. They're Colorado based, but designed for the world. Again, use code DNVR at snoozesleep.com. You're going to get $250 off a mattress and $250 off an adjustable base. Hmm. I like this one. What's up, everybody? Welcome into the DNVR Nuggets podcast. Presented by Lightshade Dispensary. We got to get that. Hey, we got to get the, the DraftKings out. We need a Lightshade one. Oh, yeah, um, what the H? Yeah, what the H? What the H? Um, what's up, guys? It's good to see you guys. Good to see you too, man. Look at this panel. Rolling in here at the last minute is D-Line. I don't remember how I know you guys. Refresh my memory. <laughs> like, did we go to school together? What's the deal? Isn't it so weird, though, like in all seriousness, how we do this, like basically every other day for half of the year, if not, you know, two thirds of the year. And then they go on a little break where we have five days off. And it's like, this is weird. I don't rhythm is completely off. Oh, I wouldn't say it's weird. I feel like I found myself deep in an existential hole where I don't know who I am outside of the Denver Nuggets and Nikola Jokic. I feel like I've seen what it's like after he's going to retire. And I don't like it. I feel like I need to head it off at the pass early. (laughs) <laughs> I think we might all uh, over here, down here in the bottom left corner with a resting bitch face. It is Brennan vote. Oh. Are you muted? Did you mute yourself? He, he is did, muted. Too. He did oh. mute himself. Oh, my I, you know what? I ruined the rhythm. Just go Pat. Just skip me. <laughs> skipping right over vote and going over to the handsome one. It's Harrison Wynn. Yeah. So we haven't covered a game in five days. And like, that's the longest we've gone without covering a game since last like the off season. We're pretty much in the off season. <laughs> this is basically the off season. It's the break of, of the on season. Uh, I see here, Alec is saying, I hope we discussed the Jokic interview today. Of course. Oh, it was oh. a banger. Uh, so on the docket today, we're going to talk about 538. You guys know them. They did have the statistical modeling of trying to predict every NBA game and, you know, the standings and rankings and probabilities and all this. We're going to talk about them because they see the nuggets as sleepers. Michael Malone went on Altitude uh, TV today, and he or Altitude Radio today, rather, and he gave an update on Jamal Murray. We're going to talk about that. Adam Silver had some comments today. The Jokic interview, Altitude TV. There's no shortage of topics today on this off day, but let's start with some positive stuff. I, I could start with negative. I want to say this. Me and Harrison were talking before we came on. I open up my podcast feed every morning, as I am known to do, before I hop in the shower. Let me see what I'm going to listen to today. Every we single podcast is the latest on COVID or What's COVID, this or that? Guys, I don't, we're two years into this. We're going to talk about it because Adam Silver talked about it. I'm going to save it for the end because I know what I'm saying yeah. in my podcast feed. I'm like, oh, God, I don't want to wake up to the more COVID news. Which new players are out? All right. Am I, am I in the wrong for not wanting this here vote? You, you... No, the, the notifications are overwhelming. Ha- keeping Woj and Shams on notifications right now, it's worse than free agency. It's like, I don't know. I don't know who is in the league or on what team 2.0. Yeah. 
some of the guys they're saying are out are guys I never even heard of. Like there, so many guys have been out that we're already on to replacement players being out. Or I'm like, what? Bro, Who is I, this guy? I, the thing that's like most confusing to me is that somehow the athletic community is the most affected by COVID. Like, I don't know if the playing surfaces are giving them COVID or well, like, I know a lot of people in my life. I don't know this many people with COVID. Everyone in the NBA and NHL has COVID. Well, I, I don't, I think I have the answer to this one, Eric. Um, you on a typical day, mm-hmm. probably you're at a desk. No, I'm at, I, no, I'm at a online. bar. No, yeah, you're at a bar, but I mean, online. I'm just saying like, you know, you do certain things. I think sometimes athletes will be in crowded dance floors. You're suggesting that my own inherent unpopularity is what is saying. <laughs> you have no friends, Eric. Yeah, yeah I mean, let's just say it. What you're say. saying is that because I am such a <laughs> cancer socially, it's actually saved my life. That's well, right. I'm only <laughs> quoting the great Lonzo Ball here, who was asked about this because you know the entire Chicago Bulls team got COVID except for Lonzo, who's the last man standing. And he says, oh, and when asked about it, he goes, "I don't really do too much. I just play yeah. and go back home." Yeah. No, it's it's because uh, NBA newsbreakers aren't just reporting random Joe Schmo has the Omicron. They are though. They are. That's they what are. I'm saying. Shams might. I feel like Shams is pretty close to just like updating us on the average citizen Yo, there was one today i'm gonna try to find it because i swear to god i'd never heard of this guy before and i was like how did he get the the the, the shams because you saw bobby like, portis did bobby you guys portis see the cheatham shout out today I, he's on a yeah. team now Zyl- Zyl- he's on the heat he was right. one of my guys to watch at summer league xylem heatham uh oh yeah nemius kata yeah yeah, well, Nenius. Dude, Sacramento King Center from Utah State. Come on, man. Like, <laughs> you're casual right now. Grow up. That's a casual. But I'm totally with you, Adam. Like, I just can't listen to another podcast with Robbie Sicka telling me about just, like, the latest COVID trends. Shout out Robbie Sicka. Like, he is clearly the go-to NBA-adjacent <laughs> epidemiologist. But I could not get him. I just, epidemiologist. Yeah, epidemiologist. But I just – I just can't. I, yeah. I can't. So we'll talk about it later in the show, but we're not going to do the deep dive. Instead, we're going to start with some exciting news oh. here. Kale, if you want to Google projections, <laughs> you can pull these up uh, as a second screen here. Um, 538, you guys know them. They have their model. I, I checked this a month ago, and they were like really high on Denver, even though Denver you know, was in the lull. And I was like, oh, that's kind of interesting. I check it now thinking, oh, they probably have fallen off the face of the earth. No. They have them as the fifth best team in the NBA. Yeah. The fifth best team. They want not the fifth best record, but when you go over and you start <laughs> chance to make the finals, chance to win the championship, their numbers are like as good as they were in the bubble. I like that you clarify that this is not based on the standings because that would be the worst statistical model of all time that they put all these numbers <laughs> in and at the end they just go by the standings. <laughs> <laughs> But look uh, at this. I mean, in all seriousness, you got Bucks. You got the Jazz somehow. I mean, some of these, that some of the outliers like the Celtics are really high in here, and I'm like, oh, okay. I don't know how that happened. Utah is somehow ahead of of both Golden State and Phoenix, which I again like is a shocker. But nonetheless, whatever. Forget it. Denver, ten <laughs> percent. Like if I ask you right now, Harrison, what are Denver's odds of making the finals? Just making the finals? I doubt you would say ten percent. I wouldn't say ten percent, but. I'd say maybe like 5%. I don't think it's that much lower no. than that. I mean, they have the best player in the NBA. And 
I don't I don't want to burst your guys' bubble here, but I know why the Nuggets are rated this high. Like it's because in the 538 player ratings, Nikola Jokic is the highest rated player, and it's not even close. Like he has a six point five. Why would this ruin it for us, Harrison? You preface this by saying this might ruin it. That's that's awesome. Yeah, Nicole. And also accurate. He has a six point five Raptor WAR, which is what these standings are based on. Steph Curry is second at five point five. Like there's a massive gap between Jokic and Steph Curry. Yeah, that's why the Nuggets are so high because this thing loves Jokic. But that's actually so. But that's Wait, accurate. Isn't look that at how high that? Jokic is on the defensive rating. Oh, that's yeah, right, I baby. Awesome. I mean, but, look, the yeah. funny thing about that is because some people will be like, well, steals or this or that. Just look at the on-off numbers defensively for Denver. Like when Jokic is on, they're good defensively. When he's off, they're horrible. Like this, And then Jokic missed five games. They gave up 125 points every single game. Like there's a reason he rates so high. And it's because the number that matters, do you allow points when you're on the court? He doesn't. Yep. That matters. It's it's also, I don't know. It's like like saying the Nuggets are only this high because it's factoring Jokic in is saying we're only this warm because of the sun. Like it's, <laughs> he's on the team. So well, because it's it's the winter right the great now. Line. It's the winter right now. It's not as warm as it should be. But guess yeah. what? If you stick by that old sun, I'll let you know something. It's going to be warm again here. Nuggets the sun fans. will come out tomorrow. Sun, can, I, can I just say that Raptor War definitely sounds like the next Jurassic Park movie? Oh, it's actually the next COVID variant, Eric. Oh, <laughs> sick. Sick. The Raptor, Raptor Dude, variant. If I found out you got, if I found out you came out with the Raptor War, I might actually variant. want it. Not, like, I want I've got War the Raptor. Powerful. <laughs> uh, it's so true. Omicron is like, I can't even, it's hard to say. Dude, it's like, Delta honestly, it, honestly. It's, it's, a, it's, it's a good name because it feels it's, it's a scary name it's it's like you don't want the omicron but you think you wanted delta you're like i love that airline Dude, delta just feels a little less harmless it, it feels a lot less harmless omicron. you would never name your customer service based industry uh business omicron you would name it delta that sounds <laughs> that sounds nice come on hey with delta omicron sounds like a faceless corporation a <laughs> yeah. killer a killer robot yeah, yeah they make like, robots. It's terrifying. Nobody should. Yeah, it's great. Like, I, I can you imagine I'm... if the next uh, the next variant was called DNVR. Yeah, that would suck shit. That would be bad. Yeah. <laughs> that's like all the kids who name. That's what, like all the parents who named their kids ISIS. Like, <laughs> Twenty yeah. years ago. Yeah, all those parents. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There are parents that name. You're right. ISIS is right. I did. I told you guys this. I think when it happened, but my daughter's soccer team had a Denarius on it. And I, I just was like, man, that's wild. That's rough. I don't know if that's going to age too well. Um, shouts to Daenerys. Back here, though. So the Nuggets being – Shouts the Mad Queen. The Mad Queen. Uh, you know, they, they're really high on them, 10% to make the finals. But even their record, like if you just sort this by record here, they the, the model thinks the Suns are going to have the best record in the West. I happen to agree with that. They think the Jazz will overtake the Warriors, which is a little surprising. Warriors will be third. Denver will be fourth by this model with two more wins than the Memphis Grizzlies. Now, it's funny. We've talked about this. That's not – when you look at the NBA standings, Denver is currently in fifth, uh, which is awesome. But for them to actually – it kind of justifies what we've talked about with the schedule and just how they've looked and managing and and, and surviving. Denver might just be actually comfortably better than the next wave of teams below that top three. 
they absolutely are. This has always been the case. Like Denver is 100% should be grouped in with that top tier of teams, but we are in a uh, little thing I like to call. <laughs> we are stuck, not in heaven, not in hell, somewhere else where we're just waiting. Can for... I can I say though? You said that, but I is Denver still in purgatory? Yes, we're in purgatory until we get until we get Jamal Murray back. There's just no. Here's the like thing we're about purgatory. Out. I agree with you, but it's different from when we start talking about this three, four weeks ago, whenever it was, in that everyone's in purgatory now, except for the Phoenix Suns somehow yep. and, and Utah Jazz. But exactly. everybody else just, just joined us in purgatory. Exactly. Right? Exactly. No, it's not purgatory for one. It's purgatory for many. <laughs> and the three teams that have uh, been able to rise above purgatory, we should rightfully be with those other squads, but we're just in a place where it's just not possible right now. Right. It, it does feel like you've seen the Nuggets – post decimation like with an arm tied behind their back yep and what that's done is bogged them down to the middle the cluster exactly and i think to me i really do this will probably surprise no one but i really do just see it as more evidence of what we all assumed which is when healthy they're a lot better they're a lot better than the average team in the league no shit Uh, and so like four out west even after everything that's happened with the schedule in front of them seemed very realistic in fact uh and i'd be more surprised to see them like lower than six than getting all the way up to four so i i do think i mean look man this is just the luxury of having a candidate for best player in the universe you, the roster can have flaws um players can go down you you can play in flux and still have a better chance than the average squad yeah, dude. Like I watched um, another candidate for best player in the world, Giannis Antetokounmpo, try and fail many times in the playoffs until he got help from two other players, Chris Middleton. Until Kevin and, Durant stepped on the three-point line. <laughs> that and having Drew Holiday and, and Chris Middleton step in and like fill in the yes. cracks. Like, yes, your best player can do a lot, but you really you can't. You literally cannot do it by yourself. You just can't. So, yeah. uh, Jokic is in a place where he has buoyed this team to where they are not in danger of just like falling into obscurity, um, and he never will allow that to happen. It's just like if they are going to achieve their true. Uh, destiny, like if they are going to achieve the, the yeah, dude, if they're going to like really uh, be able to do what it is they're able to do with the construction of the squad, with the the talent level that they've accumulated, it's just like, you know, the fucking NBA is brutal. Like you, your stars got to align and things got to work out for you in ways that are uh, bigger than just you working it out on a piece of paper. So we're just kind of right. Like that's just going to be the story. Like this is, yeah. everybody talks about uh, the NBA uh, being such a long season. It's, you know, the, the motto is never too high, never too low. And it, it really just right. could not be any clearer in this exact moment in time where like I was watching, you know, one of our shows from a few days ago. Uh, do you remember when the Nuggets used to play basketball and we would talk about it? I, I remember those days. The, one of those simpler days. Times. Yeah. Simpler time. And it was a, in a loser's lounge after we got blown the F out by the Minnesota wild. And it was the most ludicrous game I've ever seen <laughs> in my entire life. Anthony Edwards hit shots that no human has ever been able to accomplish before or since. And it was like, do we need to talk about the defensive structure of this Denver Nuggets team? And it's like, should they drop or should they be hedging more in the pick? And it's it's just like this is what it is, man. Like this is why if somehow the Nuggets are able to overcome it all and tear pick themselves up by their 
Jordan straps out of the muck yeah. and mire and actually achieve something, it'll be so fucking sweet because you just go through these stretches where it just tests your fandom, you test your patience, it tests your sanity. And that's where we're at, bros. Dig it! Yeah. For, for as bad as the Nuggets have been down, they have a lot of the necessary ingredients to get through this type of stretch. They have an MVP. They have a really good coach. They have role players who have been playing together for a while. And the guys that are new and haven't been playing together for a while are the Jeff Greens of the world who just know right. how to play winning basketball. So they've got the ingredients and they actually have a schedule in the second half of the season that's very home heavy and one of the easiest in the NBA. So they have a lot of the ingredients that are necessary to get through the stretch. To that point, my favorite schedule app has the Nuggets having the easiest schedule still. Like never still, if, as of this very moment, the easiest remaining strength of schedule. So yeah. that should be another little data point. Let's of, go. Of um, another thing that's kind of interesting. I've said this See for a vote. while. So the teams that have been able to play the most with the same guys, like have a leg up. This is a graph that shows every team's most used lineup this year and how many minutes they've played together. So if you go down here, the poor Lakers, oh. this is their most used lineup has played less than 100 minutes. They really have had a lot of bodies in and out. And, and, and I wonder what it is, because every member of their team is 45 years old. That's weird. That's a big part of it. Definitely a big part of it. It also honestly has more to do with, like, their starting lineup isn't good, so they get it, they wrote, they they sub early. Like Yeah, it actually has most to do with the fact that they came into the year trying to start DeAndre Jordan at center. That's what it <laughs> That's has most true. to do with. <laughs> there's a lot of factors here. But here's what's interesting to me. If we go way up to the top here, there's some major outliers. Number one, the yep. Utah Jazz. Typical. Number two, the Golden State Warriors. Number three, we have the Phoenix Suns, <laughs> who would actually be way higher if it weren't for Booker missing like four games. That's so, so hilarious. God damn it's it. funny to think that if you look at the standings, oh, these three teams are also one, two, three in the standings. They also have the, had the least amount of like so. of their regular guys out. Now, you got the Knicks here because Tibbs plays his guys a ton. You got the Blazers <laughs> here. Oof. Oof. That's yeah. scary. Th that's this sad. should be a sign to the Blazers that it's it's definitely that's time. time. Come on home, man. It's over. Here's what's so interesting. The Nuggets actually come in, what, sixth or seventh here, eighth maybe? And this isn't even their starting lineup that started the season. Right. <laughs> this, is, this is their second starting lineup. But this just shows – this is why I say this um, This graph tells you some things but not, not everything. Because one of the things this tells you is that Michael Malone – it's actually – Part of why I think the bench is so bad is that the Nuggets play their all-bench lineup way more than most teams do. Like, Denver plays their starters an enormous – Denver plays their starters so much that their Michael Porter version of the starting lineup and their non-Michael Porter version are both two of the top-used lineups in all of the NBA. It's kind of yeah. crazy, but that's just uh, how Michael Malone likes to do his rotations. That's been a trend – Throughout his entire tenor. I mean, he always really relies on his starters. And starting lineups throughout the Jokic era have been very, very good. But this isn't just a, a one-year thing. Like, he he always he, he always hangs on his starters. If I um, pull up real quickly here the standings, I just want to pull up. I have them right here. Um, I want to know, and I'll start with you, Vote. Who do you think out West, if we look at where this is right now, who ahead of Denver is most likely to drop and who behind Denver is maybe the most likely to rise? I zoom in even more. 
Well, I would. Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. Sorry. I'm having tech issues. I would say it's Memphis, and I don't think it's a big slide. I think Memphis is good. Uh, I, I yeah, just, they are good, man. Maybe not with I John mean, look, Morant. What? Their stretch without Jaw shows you what a good job that front office did. Shout out Dev uh, filling that entire roster. Um, and I don't. Here's the thing, though. There's two sides to that same coin. There, I don't think their starters are as good as you know Utah, Golden State, Phoenix, or Denver. And I just kind of think they're in a different tier as team. But they will pick up some wins through that depth. Um, and they'll contend for that. So I, I just think Denver has a shot to leapfrog them. Yeah. Um, and then, I don't know, man. You could say the Lakers because of some of the factors we talked about that it's been in flux and they they haven't had their guys together. But I also never had much faith in them, even with all their guys together, going back to the preseason. So, um, I, I yeah, I guess the Lakers are the Clippers by default to answer the second half. Man, I so strongly disagree about the Lakers. One, AD is going to be out for a month now, it looks like. And I just don't I, think they're very good to begin with. N- and nor do I. I but I, don't, I just don't know if I see – like Portland's toast. I don't think Dallas is very good. And, and <laughs> yeah. Minnesota is kind of like on the other side of the spectrum, right? They're, o- they're playing much better. They're playing near their, you know, yeah. near their ceiling as a frankly not as good team. So you know, I mean, I'm with you with the Lakers. You remember I, don't I took a victory lap when they were like five and one? I took a victory lap for them being good. Then they were terrible, and you made fun another. of me for them being actually terrible. And now here they are, same record as the Nuggets. They, they actually, I actually think Minnesota might be good. They might be my pick for team that sneaks up a little bit and gets to the sixth seed. Yeah, Harrison, but we, we oh, go ahead. We, just quickly, but we think the Nuggets are in a terrible position. So right. saying that they're <laughs> doing as well as the Nuggets is not a victory lap worthy. <laughs> We're like, this team also is uh, causing us extreme despair and is wildly <laughs> underperforming. I will say, man, I was talking to my buddy, David Naylor about this the other day about how like Timberwolves or fans are so happy and Nuggets fans so miserable. It's the same record. It is true. Is the happiest teams in the NBA this year are the Timberwolves and the Cavs. Yep. It's a sweet spot to be in the NBA. No expectations. Kind of my point though. Like, I think this is what it looks like for things going well for the Wolves. I do think that the defense and a team led by Carl Anthony Towns, who appears to have made some form of a leap this year, by the way, I I just think you're going to see some lulls. I don't, you know what I mean? I I think there's going to, I think they're going to go back to those stretches where it doesn't look great for two weeks. So, but listen, I hear your point. Like I am not on any Lakers bandwagon. That team does not look very good. Wind? It's Minnesota for me. Um, wow. I think I, I think Minnesota, I mean, they're hot right now. They've won like three straight and they just play this brand of basketball that it's like, if they're on, if they're hot, like if they're getting up and down the floor, I was blown away at just the pace Minnesota played with a couple yeah. of nights ago when I saw them live. Yeah. Like, it, it's tough when you compare them to Denver because the Nuggets play at one of the slowest paces in, in the NBA and have for a while. But Minnesota, man, they they get the ball and just run. They run and run and run and run. And Jared Vanderbilt's flying up and down the floor. And so just when they're in rhythm, they look really, really good. And, and when they're in rhythm, I think they are good. So, yeah. um, you know, they can shoot. It, it seems like they can defend. I I wasn't a believer like in their defense, even after we had Dane on the show the other day, because I'm just like, how is this a good defensive team? Is Jared Vanderbilt and Car- and uh, Pat Beverly, are they really going to do it all? But 
they're good. And, you know, they're good compared to a Western Conference that's as bad as it's been in what? Like yeah. a decade? Yeah. When has the West been this bad? And the Nuggets are fortunate that they're having this season with the injuries that they're having when yeah. the West is this bad. Yeah. All right, well, let's hit our first break. I am I mean, it's interesting. Denver didn't even play over these last few days, and they climbed all the way up in the standings from like ninth till fifth. It's, it's kind of funny how, how this works. Uh, but on the other side, we are going to give the update on Jamal Murray from one Michael Malone. Guys, make sure to pick up some Mile High City Copper Lager from Breckenridge Brewery this week. It's the beer we drink during Nugget season. So, look, I know we've had five days off, but we've got a game tomorrow night. The Nuggets are on a back-to-back Wednesday, Thursday. So pick up some Mile High City Copper Lager from Breckenridge Brewery. You can get it at your local liquor store. You can get it at your local grocery store sometimes. If you're in town, stop in to the DNVR bar. We've got tons of Breck brews on tap. Also, people are what make ball special. People at every level come into work at ball every day, give their 100% to accomplish their goals. The production techs at ball, they're the front line in their can-making operation. Ball reached out to us because they're looking to fill line capacity at their golden plant right here in Golden, Colorado. They're looking for production technicians. The position is on the front line of their aluminum beverage can production process at ball. The company offers a competitive $27.39 per hour wage with potential for increases at 6, 12, and 18 months on the job. It offers exposure to a lot of other manufacturing opportunities in the plant as well. The production technician role touches on the other stages of production making aluminum cans and ends too. Uh, so if you want more info, jobs.ball.com and search for Golden, or you can text Golden to 77222-BALL. Uh, yes, as in Ball Arena, where the Nuggets play. They've been leading global sustainability efforts for decades. So if you want to work for them here in Golden, Colorado, text Golden to 77222 or go to com and search for Golden. Very good. Um, looks like people in the chat are saying Wolves Wolves are the team they're uh it's both. kind of by the process of elimination. It's so bit, true. Well, it's, yeah. also, it's also the Wolves just beat the ever-loving shit out of us. And, it, so it's and like, they look wow. so good doing it. They look it. so good doing that. I don't know if that's the team that is that the, the Wolves actually are. Um, I would guess not. <laughs> uh, but it's funny. Like when you look at those standings, like Memphis is the first team in the new wave of new teams that are coming together. Like all the other teams up top are like established squads that have been yep. – playing together and maturing together. The, yeah, they're like the guy, they're like the, and the Nuggets yep. are part of that. Like where you've had yep. a core in place and you've allowed them to get better and better. And that's what sucks. It's like all of the teams below us are like just all these new Jack squads that are like, you know, have rookies that are leading the cause. And and uh, that's why that's why I'm like, dude, I, I know we're better than all of those teams. It's like right. we, we've been here, we've done that. Like these teams don't even know who they are yet. They're just like built off of talent and hope. And so every win that they get feels really good for them. But we just, you know, like we just need our squad back. Simple. You guys want a Christmas update from one Shams Tarania? The Mavericks Char- are signing guard Charlie Brown. I almost brought this up. <laughs> but to a ten day you know, you know, Shams deal. was so freaking pumped. To oh my god, dude! If I still did my comic, my headline comic, I would have definitely chosen this one to illustrate. Charlie Brown. Then I love this. Some conversations can get heavy. This is that Twitter update that's like. <laughs> don't forget to be human behind the screen. Oh, bro. which I don't know if they're talking about Shams or Charlie Brown. 
I probably this is just the uh, yeah this is just the automated message that goes on a tweet when it starts of course but i'm just saying it (laughs) screwed up in this moment to give like the funny that's the funniest tweet to put that on they're Um, saying shams could lighten it up and be a little more human and also (laughs) charlie brown might be reading this so try not to say who the fuck is that i should get a contract also it's like the automatic flag that goes on like an article this could be fake news so just, yeah, definitely, just definitely be careful. Be fake news. <laughs> Lakers are citing Ebenezer Scrooge. <laughs> I think. Well, I actually I'm a little disappointed. They could have signed Peppermint Patty or one of the. Aren't we about inclusion and diversity these days? Like, if you're going to sign a cartoon character, why does it have to be an untalented little boy? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> wow, yeah, uh, it's another basic white guy. Hey, just take him out, Kale, or like Michael Jordan meme him or something. You can mute him or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, so before we move on to this next topic, I just want to remind everybody: there's three or four days left now for you to buy tickets to our Nuggets Jazz oh. takeover of Ball Arena. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to the game. I saw somebody tweet me today, and they're like, "Yeah, I just bought tickets last week to that game. Not through you guys, go though." What? WTF? Why are you telling Shame. me this? Don't be an absolute loser. Come on. Buy tickets Loser. with us and come sit with us. We're on the lower level. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to talk to each other. We're going to cheer on. It's going to be a great time. You're probably going to meet somebody new. We're all going to be there celebrating. Uh, that is January 16th, and we got tickets for $100. The tickets retail for $104. $100 gets you party bus to and from the DNVR bar to the game and then back afterwards so we can all drink and have fun together afterwards. Plus, we get to boo Rudy Gobert, which is always uh, a lot of fun. The vibes are going to be immaculate. We've, we've already filled a full bus. We're into our second bus. So um, Bus number two. We're in bus wow. number two, my guys. So uh, we don't have access to a third bus. So you should get these <laughs> because they're selling. It's going to be really awesome. Like, And uh, as you scroll through the list of uh, people that have purchased it, it's like, Dude, it's like uh, it's just it's, it's like the it's, chat. Yeah, it's, it's the chat. Like it's I like weird. this suggestion here. We need to organize some chants for the game. We'll and get them. Like print out an eight and a half by eleven sheet of paper about what these chants are. When about we'll this be chanting them? Gary Harris. <laughs> yeah, we got to go full <laughs> like Cameron crazy student section. Yeah, I'm in. Yeah, it'll be fun. It'll be a lot of fun, guys. So sign up for those. Uh, come join us. It'll be great. Uh, today on Altitude Radio, Michael Malone went on Altitude Radio today to give an update. Actually, it's not why he went on, but he was asked about Jamal Murray, and he said, I don't want fans thinking he's going to be back in January or February. This is the most we've heard from Michael Malone. Now, I've been on, because of talking to Dr. Bology and just kind of looking at time frames. I've been optimistic that uh, he would be back right around the All-Star break, which means mid to late February. I thought that was a time frame that you know, I was starting to get my hopes up for Michael Malone in many ways, speaking directly to me saying, don't get your hopes up. Uh, that's not going to be the case. Harrison, are you surprised at all to hear him say this? This is the first time he's given a time frame, like, but he's basically ruling out January and February. Is he ruling out January and February though? Is he? I love this. Hold like, on. Of course Hold on. he's, he's going to slow on the uptake like... here. Boom. There we go. <laughs> there it is. If Michael Malone said, yeah, he might be back in February. Like that would get the streets talking. Like that would be our content for the next week. You know, like we our job would be done for for us. So no, I'm not. I'm not surprised he said this. Like, look, I think it's still a little too early uh, to nail down a firm timetable. I, I but I think 
you know, the Nuggets could go to him in, you know, maybe a month and say, all right, like how close do you think we are? Should we start ramping things up? Should we start getting you in some three-on-three games? Stuff like that. So I'm, I'm not surprised he said this no. And look, if he comes back in March, that's that's still pretty early compared to a lot of other ACL injuries. Yeah. I, to me, March is so late. I mean, that's four or five weeks to get ready for the playoffs. It's there. He's going to rest some games in there. It's like 15 games he would play at most. To me, I, this is a bummer news to me, D-Line. Is it, is it a bummer to you? Uh, no, it's not. It's just sort of like this is kind of the hand we've been dealt. And I'm saying, like, if he comes back with 15 games before the playoffs, I think that's enough time. That's enough time to ramp back up. Like, it really is. Like, you hey, need, you need he a, didn't say December. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, he just, you know, like, uh, the one thing that he's we know that he is doing is working on his shot nonstop. And so, like, the thing for Jamal is not going to be him trying, I, I assume, is not him trying to necessarily get his shot and his rhythm back. It's just going to be him trying to get his wind but his we're all looking for wind these days harrison and otherwise but just trying to get like his body ready to be able to run up and down and get in that peak physical uh shape that he's not able to work on but he's still able to you know it's, he's not like in a full you know body cast like i don't i don't think yeah. it would be so steep the the return I always look at Zach Levine and how he came back when I'm looking at Jamal's ACL because, like, they're both guards. They're, you know, they're, they're similar-ish. Like, it's, I think it's better to compare Jamal Murray to Zach Levine than, like, Jamal Murray to a big man or something like that. But I'm looking when Zach Levine came back. He played nine games before he played 30 minutes in a game. So he pretty much had a nine-game ramp up, it looks like to when he was playing over 30 minutes. Now, in those nine games, he was okay in one game, really bad in the next game, a little better, and then awful in the next game after that. So, um, like, that's what I'm really basing a lot of my expectations for Jamal on when he comes back after this. It's it's how Zach Levine looked a couple years back. Yeah, and I mean, it's also – we're we're I feel like we're we're not necessarily talking about him getting his legs back underneath him so much as we are getting his powers back, right? I mean, and and being a a, a impact player that contributes to a playoff run and not necessarily just running up and down the floor. I do have to say, I never thought, I never told myself it would happen earlier than March. And I think Wind is right, by the way, that we shouldn't rule out February. That Malone's just trying to temper expectations. That if it does become March, people don't view that as some sort of setback. But uh, I, I, I don't know. I never really like March. March sounds great to me. February always felt a little optimistic. I mean, it definitely was. There's no question it was optimistic. I mean, sure. March is more is more realistic anyway. But I just we haven't heard anything from a team. And I agree. I get why you don't hear specific types of updates. But at the same time, this was the first one. and It was a downer one a little bit. So uh, that's a bummer. I will say we've seen it when when he's at the arena doing his workouts and stuff like he looks good. It, it, it's not like he's doing straight line three point shoot. He's starting no, to do moves. Right. He's starting to go around. He's dunking. Like he's, you could he's, definitely tell the progression. I mean, yeah, a couple sure. months ago, he was standing in one spot shooting without even jumping, and that's really right. all he could do. Then a month later, you know, he's running straight line, right? Jumping, shooting, moving a little more. Now he's he's not going full speed. He's not cutting full speed from at least what I can tell. But 
know, th- there's a lot more side to side. He's he's really doing everything, but it just looks like at half speed. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, well, wait, I mean, honestly, the one thing about it, whether he's back or whatever, I do think the next month brings us updates. That That's the thing is we mm-hmm. – I didn't expect him now. It is maybe two weeks ahead of schedule where I thought we'd hear anything. But come January, I do think there start to be a little bit more rumblings, a little bit more like here's what, here's the next steps or whatever. Um, and that alone is kind of exciting. So um, there you go. Uh, Adam Silver today was asked uh, by Malika Andrews about who. Oh, you guys want to do a little COVID talk? We could take hell yeah. <laughs> Should we get COVID Robbie corner. on? We're going to COVID corner. Um, so he was asked today about postponing the league or, or can't, you know, the NHL now just said, Hey, we're going to take a break till the new year. And Adam silver, you know, said, obviously we've looked at everything, but why would we stop? There's no reason like it just doesn't make sense. And this is something I've been saying. And we've, we've talked about of, we have to learn. And when I say we, I mean the NBA has to learn now, I think how to live with this because it's two years. We're two years in, it's probably going to be this way for the foreseeable future. Um, and I think Adam Silver and the Players Association kind of agree that, hey, man, what can we do? They're looking at shortening the, the protocols if you do get COVID, like not if you enter the protocols, but if you test positive that you actually can get out maybe in six, seven days as opposed to 10, which would make a big difference. They've already allowed uh, more players to be added to the roster, basically replacement players. I think this is the reality of the NBA, not just for the rest of this season, but maybe even for future seasons where it's like, hey, we just have to plow through. Nobody's dying in the NBA of this. Like, you know, they're vaccinated and this or that, knock on wood. But so far, it seems like it's been relatively minor for most people. And I think this is the solution that Adam Silver is basically hinting. He can't come out and say it, but he's like, hey, we're just going to plow through with this. That was my takeaway, Harrison. Do you have a different one? No, I mean, that's my takeaway. They're not going to stop the season unless, like, things get 100% worse than they are now. Like, the last thing the NBA is going to do is – go further into the summer and mess up our precious summer vacation plans. Like that's, <laughs> that's like the number one thing that well, the players association doesn't want to happen. You know, they, they don't want to mess with the off season. I will say, I will say like, so this is now our second wave of understanding like the wrench that COVID can be in the gears of our society. And it's like really, really damaging to shut things down. Like it <laughs> yeah. really is not good. Like it's difficult. As far yeah. as the economy is concerned, like the economy <clears throat> is a flowing river of, of transactions. And if you stop that, it is like every small business has now closed. Like is every small business, <laughs> right. like there's just right. no small businesses left because people stopped doing things that made the economy right. work. And it's very weird because we always talk about, when you talk about like the universal truths of this world, like things will kill you and you have to make sure they don't kill you. But then also the the rules of the reality we've created for ourselves, which is we live in this structure where transactions have to happen. Otherwise everything falls apart and we don't know what to do. And so we kind of have to, for our own sake, like, we kind of have to put a brave face on and treat this. And I, I don't want to use this word and, and, and trigger people, but I, we have to treat it like we do the flu. I'm not saying it is the flu, but we have to acknowledge the fact that every season there are flare-ups for the flu and people need to just be more mindful and have their health on their mind and take the precautions that they're able. Yeah. And if people get sick, they just need to, to quarantine themselves off and we just can't shut down the world. 
Well, we I saw Adam Silver treating positive cases too. Should be mentioned. There's yes. another aspect yeah. of this. And I saw Adam Silver say yeah. that he thinks what eighty to ninety percent of the positives in the NBA are of the new right. variant. That's really good news because the new variant, from everything that I'm hearing and reading on my own research, is um, <laughs> and listening to Robbie Sicka tell me about it on NBA podcasts, <laughs> is that this variant is like way less mild than the Delta variant, especially if you're vaccinated and boosted. So um, I, when I heard that statistic from Adam Silver, I thought that was actually like a good sign. Yeah. I mean, I'm reluctant to really have this discussion in ter- like in terms outside of what we're talking about, which are Adam Silver's comments and basketball. I mean, we could go all day as everyone else has for, for the last two years about COVID as a society, as a whole. I but do what do you think try- Trull should be doing? I'm yeah. I mean, like what, you know, um, we could get to China too. There's still 20 minutes left, but <laughs> I do think that it's important to frame the conversation. Like what silver said is right in so far as like what's being proposed. Are we talking about just shutting sports down again entirely? And because that that's no, a like big, a break. I mean, like I think some people think like, Oh, if they take a month off, then we'll come back. That, that, and- exactly. And that's what silver was addressing. And that's why he's a hundred percent. Right. Like look at what the NHL is doing right now, suspending activities in December. Like, like this shit's going to be gone in January. Like it's not, right. they're still going to have to address this problem whenever they resume. <clears throat> and so I think that like that th- from the NBA perspective, that's, I like that Silver said this because let's be realistic. We're either talking about shutting this thing down altogether or no, they're not going to just stop for a week or two. There's no logic in that. (laughs) And Silver is right. If they shut it down, they're probably not starting back up because nobody's going to a bubble again. That's not happening. Like that's oh, definitely not doing it's a never going to happen oh again. God. So if they shut down the season, which they're not going to, but if they did, like we just wouldn't have a champion this year. Can you imagine another bubble? <laughs> no. I'm telling you, they can't actually. I'm telling you, they they won't. there's all kinds of uh, like documentaries on the San Francisco uh, prison research <laughs> that they did in the 70s. You to thought see, the like, bubble was that? They're gonna. They're going to be. Uh, absolutely. There's going to be documentaries on like the mental and like the anguish that the players went through, like being yeah. essentially uh, imprisoned in Disneyland. Prison, which bro. Is, which is they like, were at the Grandestino. That's a far cry from prison. I uh, no, I know, but they, if there's something about like they were they were not able to leave like this little in the yacht like, club. I don't know. You could make that comparison. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Just. just just wait, just wait. Like in the in the years to come, something will come out. And we'll be like, "Oh man, I feel terrible for having enjoyed that." <laughs> uh, just to put a bow on this five minutes of COVID conversation, which is five minutes too many, if you ask me. But the one thing I'll say about the logistics of the NBA season now, with just the the reality of COVID, is that it now creates. It's like you play a season. But there's also this like rolling wild card that just hits most teams and you don't know when. So you just have to go through your season yeah. not knowing when yeah. you're going to lose half your roster. for. Yeah, you really, it really is like the NBA is like camping with like a, just a live tiger. 
and <laughs> <laughs> like it's <laughs> some camps are just fine and then sometimes like a tiger just shows up in the middle of your life. <laughs> oh no <laughs> like what happened to that team we were gonna play like the Isn't tiger a board game like this there's a board game where it's like there's a little ticking time bomb and every now and then it like rolls all the pieces everywhere yeah. that's like what the yeah. season is where you're just like yeah. i hope that doesn't hit right oh no yeah, yeah. yeah they're Go like jail like Rudy all right Gobert is out tonight in parentheses tiger <laughs> all right let's take another break on the other side though we do have some rapid fire stuff including the most wholesome Jokic interview you could possibly imagine i can't wait to read it line for line through google translate it's a great tease uh, guys at manscape.com you can use the code dnvr you're gonna get 20 percent off plus free shipping hopefully you guys pick these up uh, for the holidays because it makes for a great christmas present but if you didn't, still go to manscaped.com, use code DNVR, get 20% off. Of course, you can get that performance package 4.0, comes with the lawnmower 4.0, but Manscaped also has a lot of other really great items. They've got the Manscaped 2-in-1 shampoo and conditioner. Uh, that just launched from Manscaped. They've got the cologne-infused body wash. They've got yeah. a four-piece nail kit. They've got signature cologne. What? Manscaped really just branching out, branching out from just the lawnmower. So go to <laughs> manscaped.com, use the code DNVR. You're going to get 20% off plus free shipping. I don't know if you can tell. I, I have recently signed up for a recurring subscription to that cologne body wash that you made reference to. I don't know if you can see pleasant aroma lines coming off of me, but I smell fantastic. It's great to know. <laughs> um, at DraftKings this week, it's Christmas week, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, has a gift that'll certainly put you in the holiday spirit. New customers can bet just $5 on any NBA team and win $150 in free bets if that team wins. It's a great way to put some extra jingle in your pocket. Also, and I am going to take advantage of this tomorrow night when the Nuggets play the Thunder, but everyone on DraftKings gets a free bet up to $50 instantly as DraftKings is giving away up to $10 million in prizes this week. So, man, when you get the free generous. bets, man, it's like the best. Honestly, it's the best thing on earth. When I open yeah. it up and it's like, you've got a $17 bet, I'm like, yes! Yeah, you can just <laughs> open up the app, see what your free bet is, and put it on the Nuggets to win tomorrow night. If, if I get a crazy, if I get like $3 from DraftKings, I create a parlay that has like 100 to 1 odds. Because why not? It's free. You know, yeah. it's like it's a free roll. You might as well go yeah. crazy. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code DNVR. Bet just $5 on any NBA team to win. If they win, you win $150 in free bets. Promo code DNVR. This Christmas, we get DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Finally, 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 Saturday Neon. This is a super cool company that makes, designs, manufactures, officially licensed collegiate logo LED neon signs. Just like you would see in a bar, but it's a sign of a logo of your favorite college team. The team yeah. you root for, your alma mater. It was started by two buff alumni, former college roommates. They're Denver-based. They're locally owned and operated. These things are super high quality, too. They just look really cool. It's the perfect thing to have in your man cave. Uh, go to SaturdayNeon.com. Use code DNBR10 for 10% off your purchase. Uh, they look really cool. They're made well. They're easy to mount. 
when you buy something from Saturday Neon, it includes all the necessary mounting hardware. So you don't have to go to like Home Depot or anything. Free shipping as well. SaturdayNeon.com. Use code DNVR for 10% off. Yep. Love it. Saturday Neon is pretty dope, man. They are really dope. And that's a good name. Saturday, you know, because uh, college football is played on Saturdays. That's how you remember it. Saturday Neon. I did not put that together. I know. Um, that I'm the brand guy. That's here. day of the week also. It is a good day of the week. Um, our beloved hero, Nikola Jokic, sat down and did an interview just this very day. Well, I guess it was it was published today. Can you guys help me out with this? So this is a friend of Nikola's from back home in Sambor. Am I right? I'm not mistaken on this, right? It was written in Serbian. So I, I'm pretty certain that this was somebody familiar with Jokic that um, knows him from back home and did an interview with him, not on basketball, but just on life. And I thought... Um, I thought it would be fun. I don't, what are you guys thinking here? Should we read it the entire thing? I know most people are going to get a chance to read this through Google Translate. It's not that long. Or just kind of point out some of the highlights here. Have you had Let's hit the highlights. Let's hit the highlights, yeah. Have you have you read this, Eric, or no? No, I read uh, the little excerpt that uh, our own beloved Harrison Wynn put online. So he was asked what, he was asked about does he you know get nervous being referred to as the best in the world he says I think the exact opposite I always think that the opposite is better than me I have self confidence but I don't have the audacity to say for myself I am the best Hell yeah dude Jokic is my guy that's exactly how I I as you know am the best and I will not allow myself <laughs> to acknowledge it <laughs> Um let's see what else. I know you're making me paraphrase here um Let's see. There's the, the big, there's the big quote, the big quote about what he sees. Himself well, hold on, hold on. He was okay. asked about celebrity. Um, and he basically, I mean, as we all know, says he hates it and that he thinks it's all a big lie and that it's very harmful reading <laughs> things about yourself, uh, especially when they're untrue, that this like really bothers him. And he said his biggest hope is when he retires from basketball that he can show up to places and nobody cares. Good luck. Good and luck. <laughs> definitely not i do wonder if he's going to get this like i mean first of all he has to know this because he was famous when he was seven feet tall or six foot ten even if you're not i saw a guy at chipotle today that was like six ten and i'm staring at him the whole time like is this you're like did did i play basketball against this guy yeah who is this guy i gotta know every tall person in the state you know i'm trying to figure it out so even if he wasn't one of the most famous basketball players well maybe he's not at least out of serbia he's still seven feet tall and enormous and like he can't sneak in anywhere. Nope, he's screwed. Uh, Jokic has been cursed by great gifts that he's been given. <laughs> he wants no part of them, but he is unfortunately a passenger on the train that is the seven-foot space octopus uh, roller coaster that he has just been—he uh, just can't get away from it. But like, I—I I, I honestly like kind of feel bad for him. Like, he definitely does not want to be a famous basketball player, but he's just right. so transcendently talented. It's like undeniable. And he is just, he is a, a prisoner of his own destiny. <laughs> yeah. like, I feel some sympathy I, for him too, because you know, he doesn't want to be the celebrity and he's just trying to navigate it, you know, as well as he can. And he's, you know, he's not on social media. He doesn't really appear in that many commercials or ads or sponsorships or whatever other than a beer commercial in serbia but um he's just he's just trying to navigate it he's just trying to keep a low profile and and live his life as normal as he possibly can yeah and honestly from reading this interview i feel like he actually is 
like has a good perspective on it. Like he knows totally, you know, that he's going to have to be famous in this. This is not a thing of like, he's tormented by it every moment of the day or whatever. He's kind of just accepted it. Right. And I think has learned to live with it as as well as possible. Of course. This is a check against him, by the way, going to Chicago where he would be. That's right. He would be talked about all the time. He would be in the limelight all the time of the large Serbian population. Unfortunately, uh, Serbian population of Chicago. You think you're a draw, but you're actually the reason he'll never come there. Suck on that. Well, even Chicago just has more eyeballs on them in general. Like he honestly would just be more even in even in Chicago, it's not LA or New York. He still would just be more famous for sure. That I'm sure he doesn't really care for. For sure. Um, I like this question. If you had a chance to meet little Nicola, 10 to 15 years old, what would you tell him? He said, "I would definitely tell him to play even more and enjoy it because at the time I thought." that uh, test or some writing was the biggest problem. And I would tell him it will pass, Nicola. 35-year-old Nicola would probably say the same thing to me right now. I love that perspective. He's basically just saying, like, enjoy it. You know, it's not all a test. You don't have to be judging everything on, like, did you succeed or fail? But just try to enjoy the process of it all. And I love that he has the perspective. The, the saying that of what he would tell younger Nicola was cool enough but him to say, like, that's probably the exact same thing future me would tell me right now. I have to keep that in mind. I just felt I, like that was a little wisdom. Like, I, Boya has told us and Miroslav that when he speaks in Serbian, he's actually a lot more insightful. Like, he's a much sure. more reflective person. And I thought from reading this Google translated version of the interview, I felt that. Like, he was almost speaking in maxims. And he, he has been mischaracterized to an extent, and we've played a role in that to an extent with, like, yes, he is aloof and goofy and fun, and, and we all love that Monte video of him saying, I'm just having fun, brother. Um, right. But he's not actually, as he's gone throughout his career, he has gradually accepted the way of being who he is. And it's as his teammates have always told us, as, as Vlaco specifically told me, he wears every loss personally. Right. We right. all talk about, oh, Jokic must be so frustrated with his te- with having to do everything. He feels like he's the one letting them down, and that dynamic is real. So it's, a great comment. it's 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 actually awesome to see him sort of reflecting on all of this, because I think maybe younger Nicola just getting to the league. Oh, I'm just here to have fun, just happy to be here. And this version of Nicola grappling with reconciling with something that has almost spun out of control which is just a greater sense of responsibility than I'm sure he ever expected. Yeah. Like uh, the, the, you always, we talk about this all the time. Like the thing that you want in life is you want a, to be led by a reluctant leader, somebody that yeah. did, did not have visions of power as something that was driving them, but somebody that was just the perfect person at the right time in the right moment. And they unfortunately like, were foisted into a position of having to lead because they were the most qualified to, and they were the most true. Um, and this is Nikola Jokic to a T like he, this is not somebody that like looked at, you know, I mean, he did to it for, for, to some extent, but he's not like looking at posters on the wall, imagining himself as Kobe Bryant, like what it's going to be. I'm like, I'm going to be running the league. I'm going to have my own brand. It's like, this guy's like, man, I'm really good at basketball and I'm going to keep going (laughs) with it. And like, and then at a certain point, point he finds himself as like the best basketball player in the world that all eyes are on him. And he's like, Oh God damn it. 
<laughs> okay, let's go. And like, that's who you want, man. You don't want like little Adolf Hitler like, that just only wants power. You want, you want just compare Kobe to Adolf Hitler. Yeah, uh-huh. You want somebody that, uh, that, that wakes up one day. And that like, was such a left turn. No, I know. We took a hard left there. I, know. I, I, I went to the extreme. I went to the extreme with somebody who only wants power. That's the wrong kind of leader. The wrong elected leader is the one that uh, the, that that finds is is found rather than finds it. You're right. We don't want Adolf Hitler. We yeah, we don't. I, I co-sign. I co-sign. <laughs> I'll Eric on this one. I very strongly agree. I dare any of you to disagree with me at this point. <laughs> uh, you know who the worst reluctant leader was? Jon Snow. Yeah. But he didn't have beyond reluctance to just being like a, a, a shell of a character with no... Well, to, to, be, fair, to be fair to Jon Snow, um, he's made up. Yeah, man, very poorly, at least until not in control of his actions yeah, he, or dialogue. Was, yeah, his like you know how you make decisions, but like it would be like if you made decisions, but when you turn forty-five, a different person came in and made all the new decisions. <laughs> right, <for you>. yeah. <laughs> um, another uh, line, but maybe the best line in all of this. He said, "If you could describe your life through a song, what kind of song would it be?" To which Jokic re- re- replies, "I honestly don't think there is such a beautiful song." Oh, that's a beautiful quote. <laughs> like, unironically, no jokes. Oh, that's a, such a beautiful thing to say. You know what? For me, it's baby got back. <laughs> <laughs> Have you guys ever heard of Monster Mash? Uh, <laughs> Monster Mash? Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> uh, if, if anything else in life you want that you haven't accomplished yet, does he say an NBA championship? No. Scoring title? No, he says certainly that horsemanship and love for horses. Since I realized myself as yeah. a father, he wants to ascend in his horsemanship. He just wants to ascend, like he's. Oh, fuck. But prior to that, it was becoming a father, which I find very endearing. And then now it's like a father of horses, basically. It's like the furthest that's all he wants. Um, wow. So he's t- he's having a conversation where he's currently the best NBA player in the league. One of the best players to ever play. He's talking about his goal is to increase his horsemanship. <laughs> increase his horsemanship. He's like, have you ever played Dungeons and Dragons? I want my horse stat to be maxed all the way out. I just, yeah, I just gotta level up some more in uh, Horse Trainer 2020. That's the most interesting human being on planet Earth that's ever lived or ever shall live. I'm calling it. I'm I'm still stuck on what song would be best fit for his career. Like, is it way too sexy by Drake? Is that the song that it should be? I think so. Um, He also said there's more guys that we got to get to here. He asked about who is your childhood hero. He says, certainly my brothers, which I think is also like great. Like we know he has that close relationship, but to be your hero, that's like pretty. uh, Yeah. You know who wouldn't have that same answer? My brother. <laughs> probably not. Probably not. Um, I mean, my hero is Nikola Jokic. No, honestly, it probably is my hero. <laughs> I think my, my hero is actually the Jokic brothers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's asked, uh, where do you see her? This one's a little concerning. He says, where do you see yourself in 10 years? Jokic will be 36. And he says, I'd like to see myself on a farm or cottage full of children and animals. So that he's not going to be a coach. Now here's the well. Not only that, thirty six. Like yeah, that's thirty six years old. He, that means he's that's not that seventeen old. years in the, the league. Done with the I, NBA. Done with cities of all kinds. Done with anything that doesn't involve 
horsemanship or being a yeah. father it's unbelievable 17 years saying. in the nba to set up 17 years of horsemanship that's, my, that's my right. wish for Nikola Jokic in 10 years is that he's still playing for the denver nuggets that's still my wish for him um and then um yeah i guess that was it that's all he had to say so it was a really good interview uh you can google train i retweeted it you can just run it through google translate um our hero man he's just he really I, is. I believe this interview was done with one of Natalia's or a family friend that's a family friend Natalia she has the same last name that his wife has so I I think that's the connection okay yeah I mean that's what I thought somebody familiar with him not just somebody that was like hey I'll interview it's like that uh, interviewed from a friend so just another just another important and beautiful reminder that there's no one on earth less like Nikola Jokic than Adolf Hitler Glad we got to the bottom of that. On the hit that outro you got to read when to hit the outro music. It was seconds ago. Not usually, yeah, usually once late. Eric opens his mouth at the 58-minute mark, it's good to get us out. Guess what's back tomorrow, everybody? Uh, basketball? The Denver Nuggets. Oklahoma City is coming off of a big win against the Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, they've been at home for a while. They're going to be rested and at home. So Denver, by no means a cakewalk, but of course, we will be previewing that game. If you don't always listen to the pregame show, you should. It's like a mini podcast. It's a lot of fun. We always come up with unique topics, so we'll do that. Um, so you'll want to tune in tomorrow. We'll see everybody then.